0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, The familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee.
2: Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with our guest host, Lynn Shirell. What are the jewels and gems really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It depends on how they are related to individually as they each have a true value and are different in size. Some are little stones or pebbles. They could be considered to be very small from a physical size but could have a huge value in terms of the different sense and the basic effect. As we are spotlighting everyday jewels we are taking a closer look at the ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle can be a different attraction for everyone, but it tends to catch our attention. We are really inspired. I have, and Helen Keller said, um, I have for many years endeavored to make this vital truth clear. And still people marvel when I tell them that I am happy. They imagine that my limitations weigh heavily upon my spirit and chain me to the rock of despair. Yet it seems to me happiness has very little to do with the senses. If we make up our minds that this is a drab and purposeless universe, it will be that and nothing else. On the other hand, if we believe that the earth is ours, that the sun and the moon hang in the sky for our delight, There will be joy upon the hills and gladness in the fields because the artist in our souls glorifies creation. Surely it gives dignity to life to believe that we are born into this world for noble ends and that we have a higher destiny than can be accomplished within the narrow limits of our physical life. Within these words there lies a secret to living a great life. You have it available to you right now. The secret is you and how you perceive yourself. What kinds of questions you are asking yourself and what kinds of answers are you coming up with? Peter DeFry said, the universe is like a safe to which there is a combination, but the combination is locked up in the safe. As this quote suggests, the combination is within what we are trying to open. So if we take this concept and expand it a bit for ourselves, the combination we are looking for, or the secret, we are intrigued about is here now within ourselves, actually waiting to be discovered. So know that each, every new morning is the beginning of a new day, that we can make a lot of discoveries. You can learn from the past, gift yourself with the present of now, and some plans for the future. Discovering how you want to be is the ultimate goal. When we start looking for something, there is always more questions as we go about the search. And a lot of times these questions are very powerful as they will also control what we, what we focus on. What we focus on will usually drive how and what the experience is for any given situation. But ask, what can I learn? How can I learn? And can this also be fun? Charles Schwartz said, I think I've discovered the secret to life. You just kind of hang
3: around and get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that <laughs> quote by Helen Keller, that is just a mouthful, isn't it? That's amazing. Oh, it is. But, you know,
2: oh. she was such a, a, a person of wisdom,
3: mm-hmm. you know, and,
2: and, you know, it flows in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, Terry Gilliam said, life is not always fair. Sometimes you get a splinter sliding down a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> And as, you know, Helen Keller said in her profound quote, having a great life is your perception of what's possible, allocating your thoughts, time, and energy for discovering what you want in your life to be, and then focusing yourself in a creative way and thoughtful focused direction to get you where you want to go. So, you know, it might seem like there's rules and regulations every time we turn around. And sometimes we just want to kick the sides for that box that we're living in and let it all go to experience whatever comes along in the flow, to live a great life, there are some basics that we need to start with as a foundation to build upon. And it's really an individual choice and approach um, and, and consciously selecting this. But there are some basics that you can keep in mind as you go. And one of my favorite is to simplify When you simplify, it means you're looking for ways to free up energy in your life that otherwise seems to be wasted. It's a little like decluttering the physical stuff around you so you have more space. And this is also simplifying the output of the long list of complexities that we seem to have in our lives and making more energetic space available to enjoy more of what you enjoy and giving possibilities to the discovery of your true purpose. So simplify and then effort effort. Take the time to reevaluate what you are doing with your time on a daily basis Uh, because this actually relates to how you're spending your time. It affects your money um, because money and time are related um, in terms of outcomes of your focus. So by making choices and taking action, it can directly affect how great you feel in your life. Another key is to create a focus priority list. If you're Always just in a responding mode, time sort of floats on by. So when you have a priority list with the intention of putting things that are higher, what to focus on at the top of your day. So when you prioritize, it will ultimately help remove the temptation to be distracted with whatever else comes along. Um, reserves. That's a big one. People don't think about this, but build reserves to give yourself a contingency for unexpected things that always seem to show up in our lives, even when we have the best intentions, even when we have a plan, and even when we look to how we're supposed to be doing something. This means doing what it takes to have a feeling of more as it relates to time, space, energy, money, more than just the basic needs for these requirements. Setting aside a focus for building this into your daily intention gives you feelings of more freedom and reduces the fears of consequence or limitations. So when you have reserves, it's a lot easier There's a story that I heard that, uh, you know, when somebody has $20 on the table, you know, the person who has a full bank account, they don't think twice. The person who doesn't have anything in the bank, they're going to look at that money. You know, that's their focus because they don't have reserves. So you want to give yourself reserves. And then distractions. Develop an attitude of release, just letting go. It's been shown that 75% of mental energy is spent on things that are energetically draining or distracting you from your ultimate plan for developing what you want for your life distractions it's you know we live in the age of attention and focus if we don't have (laughs) attention and focus you know we're in trouble because all those distractions end up controlling our lives and of course thoughts because controlling your thoughts will help make a great life possible because it allows for that space and focus to actively be there. By believing a desired result is possible in your thinking, it will make the outcome successful. So inside your thought patterns, you know there is a solution and by thinking and believing it, you create it. And when you do that simple process, you know it is possible so it helps to make it into a reality. I often say that I believe life is an echo. It's like what we're thinking is what we attract to us right oh, sure. so yeah and you know step one of all of this just start making things happen as you get clear on what is to happen by taking active attitude focus things will start lining up in the direction that you're moving them alone along
2: yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. um when you you know when we look at how we plan sometimes we get everything so lined up in the paper <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) we forget Mm -hmm. to step one (laughs) let's (laughs) let's step off the paper and start doing something with it
3: yeah people prepare to prepare in order to be prepared to really be prepared all the time it's just a stall tactic right
2: well i've been through business classes um with you know here's a plan here's a plan stick it on the shelf there's a plan (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) what are you doing Mm -hmm. with it it's on the shelf <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my to-dos, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. Reba McDyer said to succeed in life, you need three things: a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. Oh, so true. I, I was thinking about those. <laughs> you know, it's 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 basically this combination of words sound like a critical path formula, because the basic elements of having a wish list or plan or focus, internal strength and knowledge of your personal power in depth, for in, in an, a depth view, and a light-hearted view of both yourself and your world helps to make the connections and the balancing of the formula be successful. Words can sound simple in their own context, but can really mean something when you put them together and connect the dots. We view the overall world as a complex set of interconnected parts, existing Within an environment are defined as where a system operates and is the source of external elements that can kind of impinge on the system. Simplifying this so it is easier to comprehend, we look at the structure, the boundaries, and the behavior when we put together a model. There are generally three types of systems, an open, a closed, and an isolated system. Most systems are open as they are exchanging matter and energy outside of their boundaries. There is a collection of inputs and processes that are transformed into some type of output. The major objective of a system is to produce output that has value to the user. The process is where various inputs are transformed into something and is then operationally uh, a component of a system. The the control element of a system is the overall decision-making subsystem controlling the pattern of activities governing the input and all of the different rules that, that fly along with it. And it can get rather complex. So if something's expected, you know, look at it from a positive or motivational. Is it negative? They need to have further action or review. And output could be also just for general information.
3: I think people get feedback kind of uh, by default. Like they don't expect it. And when they get it, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, because we don't think about it. So, well, yeah. I think we're so
2: inundated with so many systems. You know, this is part of the um, challenge with our focus because we have all this information available too. And some of it's pretty overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And how, what do you do with all this information? How do you dissect it or remember it? Um, and especially in the order of how are you supposed to remember it? I mean, mm-hmm. there there's rules and regs like don't go through a stop sign. It's right there mm-hmm. in your face. but how many times you walk around and somebody's distracted or whatever, and they go through a stop sign or stoplight.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think also that that that's kind of in the physical world, but then there's also our own human energy system that that's a factor as well. And um, one of the things that I like to do is, in, and we've talked about the chakras, but really the chakras are um, energy centers within our Body. So when people say, "Oh, what's a chakra?" You know, it's it's actually we all have them. (laughs) And so the first three are from your belly button down, and then um, your fourth chakra is in your heart, and then fifth is um, from your neck and above. And so the first three chakras are really about the physical needs of the body and the basic needs of life and the energies of Earth and the experiences that relate to ourselves as me. And so the first chakra, which is really at your groin area, is about security and survival. It's foundation and habits and self-acceptance. And then the second chakra, which is right below your belly button, that's about creativity and feeling and desiring. And then the third chakra is right above your belly button. And that's about action and balance. It's the seat of your personal power, your willpower, and your ability to commit. And then the middle chakra is really the fourth chakra at your heart. It's the balancing point between the upper energies of the heavens and the lower energies. And the experience moves from the me to the we. So this is also called the heart center. And it relates to love, of course, and compassion, awakening to spiritual awareness, forgiveness, and service. And then the upper chakras are related to the more subtle realms. The fifth chakra right around your throat is all about projection, you know, what you're sharing what you're what you're wanting speaking um, speaking the truth it's the teacher, it's words the sixth chakra is your third eye which is all about intuition, wisdom identity, understanding your purpose um, the seventh chakra is the crown chakra at the top of your head which is about humility and vastness and it's really the seat of the soul and then the eighth chakra which people don't always talk about this that's your aura, it's the radiance of the electromagnetic field around your physical body and then the ninth chakra now this is, you know, we're going way past what's, you know, um, conventionally talked about. But the ninth chakra is the sum of all the skills you have learned in all of your lifetimes. And so these include different types of skills as the creator, the healer, and the teacher. And so really the first chakra is, you know, that first chakra group are meant to help you with your development in regards to the earth. They help you become one with the planet. And then the next, from um, five up to 12 actually, help you become one with the universe. And your awareness is slowly moved away from your center, your own self, and it's moved outward to encompass the larger framework of other people, realities divinity itself and in this way you become more than you were before and more perfect as well so as you stop focusing on yourself and begin to focus on these larger energies you move out of your small world and step into a new universe where almost anything is possible and from a reality creating standpoint this movement in possibilities is very very powerful so one of the things that this extended chakra system helps with is the breaking down of the self within the confines of time and space to move Move out into other dimensions and realities. I mean, I know this sounds a little woo-woo, but it's it's all energy. You know, we are stars, right? We're made from stars. So when we move outward into the other dimensions and realities, that means coming face to face with the idea that the physical earth is just one place of many that you inhabit. People don't think about this. In the more vast regions of the universe, you have existences that are just as rooted as your present earthbound cohabitation and there are things that you do in these other realities just like you do here on earth in this lifetime and these things are just as significant as your physical life lives and more even more when you begin to glimpse these other realities and see what's happening a new picture of what is developing begins to take shape and you realize that all your existences are like individual musical instruments in a great orchestra that you're directing and creating and you see yourself as a being that transcends time and the physical body so you know one of the things that it's important to think about is that each each spiritual chakra each of these energy points besides aiding in your own energy development and well-being it helps helps you to touch a particular portion of this more vast universe. So each chakra opens up a corresponding doorway to another portion of the great vastness that is typically called quote-unquote the creator whatever that is for you higher power there is a natural order to each chakra in that the opening of one leads very gently to the opening of the next and because of this ordering these centers will awaken one by one with each center becoming more alive as another higher one begins to kick in And so there is a kind of pattern to this opening. If you were to observe it from the perspective of time, typically the eighth center will open first with a delay before another expansion occurring. And then right after that delay, the ninth will open and then the 10th will show just a glimmer of activity. And At this point, the eighth will expand more. And then when the 10th actually begins to open, the ninth um, chakra will experience another expansion with the eighth expanding even more. They're all relative. They're all opening and supporting each other. So um, the next octave has the 11th expanding into the 12th showing it's just a little glimmer of activity. And uh, this whole process repeats with all the lower chakras too. It's it's kind of a wave. It's a wave effect with each center opening up and waving its energy down into the other centers forcing them to open more so we keep trying to wave back right (laughs) (laughs) yeah how do we do that (laughs) right right well let's uh let's talk about that when we get back i think we're about ready to go to commercial right (laughs) sounds excellent (laughs) excellent okay we'll be right back
4: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who have turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
4: It's your world.
1: are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show.
3: back to Mighty Gems. So we're talking about the secret to living a great life. And we were talking about the human energy system. And we were talking about the way that these centers awaken within us. And that means it's a, a good idea to work with this energy system, the chakras, from the ground up, so to speak. So starting with the first chakra because and, and then working your way up. And in this way, the natural awakening of the spiritual senses will take place in order and you don't have to contend with overloading yourself. So from a healing standpoint, this is a good thing to remember. If you're not sure which spiritual centers, which chakras are active, then always clear each center starting from the lowest one that you want to work with going up to the highest one. So working in this manner, you'll feel increasing resistance as you approach the, the, the chakras that are not yet open. And the idea is to avoid opening a center prematurely. It's difficult to do anyway because there's a lot of safeguards in place that just keep that from happening. But by being aware of the feel for these centers in time, you will quickly be able to access a, you know the, um, your spiritual position. And and you, you'll know what's going on in your life. And if you decide to work with other people, you can even help them understand what's happening in their lives. And so knowing what spiritual chakras are open will give you great insight into what lessons that person is dealing with. And if it's yourself, it gives you a whole new perspective. So um, the lower centers is all about... Um, Uh, The physical world, but the upper chakras, there's a plan to their opening and the gifts and the lessons that are bestowed on the person who is being carefully guided. And, you know, this all kind of sounds a little bit woo-woo and it's really unconventional, but this has been practiced for thousands of years. So we here in the Western world have a little bit of a limited, um, you know, worldview sometimes. Um, And, you know, of course, sometimes a particular chakra just won't wake up. (laughs) Like it won't, (laughs) it won't happen. So, you know, even with the octave like nature of the chakras awakening, it's possible for one to be bypassed. So, for example, the ninth chakra could become blocked from opening because of some structural abnormality in the soul's blueprint. And when the tenth begins to awaken, as it will, it will pass energy on to the lower center. So if the ninth is blocked, that energy will pass it by and it's going to go into the eighth, and then the eighth will expand. So what you have then is an open tenth chakra with a blocked ninth and then an open eighth chakra center. Does that make yeah, sense? and they're all
2: spinning along as they mm-hmm. go, right. So right. it becomes critical to kind of get an idea of the whole picture.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: and the the words that we relate to with the ninth chakra have to do with who we are as existence as being part of something bigger than ourselves, as in part of everything. That's pretty big. Pretty big. (laughs) Basically, the ninth chakra is the flip side of the eighth, where the eighth is looking inward at our lives. And then the ninth is looking from the inside out. We are humbled by our existence. We are part of everything, basically. We are part of the sky and the clouds. We take a look at a tree and we see how incredibly, you know, it's grand. And we, we look at it and we're humbled. We are part of all these things that have been created. There have been many cultures that have had a core practice of looking ahead and taking care of things and learning to really take the rhythm of how they are all related and keep them focused. And in the ninth chakra, everything is included. Grandma Moses said, life is what we make it, always has been, always will be. And there are a lot of ways that we communicate the existence in our intuitive system part of ourselves. It seems like we are always whispering about it rather than boldly talking about it. If we open up the channels within ourselves to have more flow of this area, it could be a valuable asset for us to use as a compass for our daily living. A Chinese proverb, this is another interesting um, angle. The miracle is not to fly in the air or walk on the water but to walk on the earth and <laughs> i think we forget you know some some parts of this um stare life in the eyes as you experience it you know it could be like a roller coaster ride the re- the meaning of your life is something you can create day after day with your own actions and your thoughts and life is made up of choices and decision making is very critical as each choice has both consequences and benefits and weigh the ladder and always choose life. Always ask what you can learn and how can you move forward and stop yourself from blaming. So the quote that we had from Helen Keller, you know, we're talking about secrets. And so when someone says, I have a secret, you know, it's, it's like your ears perk up. Oh, I need to listen. You know, what is that secret? And so it's, it's very interesting how, um, why would we not want to listen to some normal voice. Why do we have to whisper and have a secret? But we're putting meaning together and in our powerful human energetic system, we're also asking ourselves, what does it really mean to have a truly great life? And look at all the the words that Helen Keller had been using, you know, she's looking at herself. I mean she had a lot of challenges, but she's looking without limit you know the word limit you know could be in her vocabulary and used as she explained but it's like how do we look at that what does it really mean it comes down to the fact that it's really different for each person and each of us has to come up up with our own definition we can come up with a lot of lists and rules but when it comes down to it it's up to decide how how you want to live so um i'm intrigued cuz i i have a lot of checklists that i work with And, um, so when you start looking at all the rules and regulations of how people explain, well, do this or do that, um, some of them could be really, you know, basic where you want to (laughs) be, to be is B-E, um, you could do B-E-E if you wanted and fly around. (laughs) But, you know, really some of it is very, um, short and sweet and is one where You know, from a basic idea, you can start with something pretty basic, which is your dreams. Follow your passion. You don't have to stop what you're currently doing. Just start doing something and creating so that you can build from there. Let go of the self-excuses of why it will not work. Come up with a set of rules. Be, to be rather than not be. Sounds like Shakespeare.
3: Right. But that's what everybody, you know, we do that all the time. It's like, oh, I can't do that. Well, why not? Oh, well, you know. I don't know
2: (laughs) (laughs) so twist your words around so you don't get Uh twisted you know let's be relaxed you know what does that mean be slow (laughs) I know that that has a whole lot of connotation about things rather than always feeling like you're in a hurry to accomplish um, goals and be successful
3: that one's hard for me that one I have to say you know, I'm so quick about everything. and oh, you should, you should But I've you learned, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm learning the power of just slowing down. So, I am oh, learning. It's, it's one of decades. those,
2: <laughs> it's hard to slow down because things are bypassing or we're feeling
3: left, kind of left in the side lane. But yeah, there's actually um, a trend, JOMO, have you heard of it? I've heard it's of the, it. Um, yeah, the joy of missing out. Mm-hmm. So that people are like, oh, yeah, I'm missing a party tonight. I'm staying home and watching a movie. And they love mm-hmm. it. So Mm -hmm. slow down. It's like leaving your phone or losing your phone.
2: (laughs) Boy, you know, that can be a powerful experience. Right. (laughs) And um, be kind. You know, this will give your soul happiness. Be grateful. Be connected in an attitude of love. Be bold. Step forward into having a positive direction that will have a positive impact on your life. Be adventurous. If something works, it is great. And if something doesn't go as planned, it's a way to learn. It's really your perspective. Mm -hmm. Be aware, pay attention, and observe what is going on in your mind. Know that you are not your thoughts, but are the observer. Be aware of your habits and patterns. Be aware of things that distract you or might be considered a waste of your precious time. Be positive.
3: Absolutely. You know, throughout, you know, typically throughout our lives, we've been given a hefty dose of advice and these quote unquote words of wisdom from friends and family and really anyone else who just feels like talking or has an opinion. And, you know, there's, uh, (laughs) it's way more than um, little dainty phrases. You know, we actually um, have collected a mental book filled with one-liners and phrases that are supposed to be our guides going through life. We've been told to keep our friends close and our enemies closer and everyone else at an arm's length. We've been told to speak when spoken to, to give thanks and always to follow our hearts. But words are many times overlooked and overheard going in one ear and out the other as many times we don't even understand what the advice means or how it pertains to our lives. Many times we're left in the dark because our parents gave us these expressions with no explanation. They gave us the first part of, you know, whatever it is, the first part of the problem, quote unquote, but they didn't give us the resolution or the second. You know, they, they've, um, these authority figures have given us reasoning, but not really the answer. So we've collected years worth of expressions and tokens of wisdom, but there's, um, you know, often they're empty of insight, So in light of a life full of empty words and useless expressions, we've collected the best words of advice and their simple reasoning to generate one simple guide on how to live. And I think, you know, as as you hear this, you're probably going to say, yeah, that that works. So first, be the person you want to be, because you have to see that person every day. Look in the mirror. (laughs) Look in the mirror. Yeah, Stay true to yourself because <laughs> no one respects a follower. Um, and I don't know, that it sounds like, you know, that's kind of in your face. But when you are true to yourself, you may have to take that left turn somewhere. And it's not going to necessarily be something that people are going to, um, you know, resound with. It might be kind of an unpopular move. So you have to be comfortable with that. Uh, treat your body like a temple because... <laughs> Uh, you only have one. So if you don't take care of your body, where will you live, right? So be nice to your parents because they might not be around much longer. Cherish love when you find it because it's, it's actually rare. We don't know how to love in an unconditional way. That's, you know, the people who are listening to this, chances are you have a glimpse of that. You're, you're here because you get that, which is awesome. But, you know, take the high road. The low road is never as fun. I mean, it might sound like it's fun for the you know friends in low places and all that kind of stuff, but not really. I think Thich Nhat Han said, "Don't walk through my mind with your dirty feet." You know, just <laughs> take the high road, right? So, and share your wealth because you know generous people generate. It's just not fun to spend your wealth alone. It's just kind of empty. Also, it's important to um, not confuse happiness with material possessions. Material possessions usually break or, um, you know, there's an end to them. But if you're happy, then there's never an end to that. Remember the people who have helped you because they haven't forgotten Help people who are in need because you'll never, you never know when you'll need them and pay it forward. Help other people. Stop thinking so much because your thoughts are the root of most of your problems, really. There's a book called Thunk, I think, um, and it's a great book. It's how to get out of your head. Only say nice things because bad words make even worse enemies. And follow your heart because there's just no better guide to anything in life. Follow your heart and give thanks because it's way better than asking for forgiveness. Just give thanks. Never lie because you'll always get caught. (laughs) Tell your mom that you love her because that's all she wants to hear sing when you feel like singing because voices are meant to be heard you know birds don't say oh gosh I don't know that tune you know they sing because they they're they're here to sing so sing when you feel like singing and dance like nobody's watching because that's how our bodies should move always say I love you because there's no substitute for those words and don't cry over spilt milk because it's just milk So forget the people who did you wrong because they probably already forgot you, unfortunately. So if you aren't for forgiving them, then you're the one who um, – it's like stabbing yourself in the leg and expecting them to hurt if you just – you know if you're not um, – if you're focused on who did you wrong, right? So it's just painful for you. Don't discredit anyone because you actually might need a job someday. Keep your enemies close because there's no better place to keep your eyes on them. And, you know, really, what is an enemy? It's probably someone you don't understand. So get to understand them. And go to bed early because it's just easier to get up in the morning. Find the silver lining, unless there's a golden lining. You know, in that case, that's okay too, but... Uh, and never judge on first impressions. People will always surprise you. So the whole book by a cover thing, you know, really get into the, the substance. And then expect the worst in a way because it's always better to be surprised than disappointed. So if you expect the worst, you know, how bad could it actually be? Because it'll likely be, you know, better. So that's <laughs> all a form of reference. Right, right. It's where your frame of reference is.
2: Alexander Graham Bell said, "When one door opens or closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not even see the one that has opened for us. And that is really powerful because sometimes when we're not paying attention, you know, things have a way of coming into our lives or into our radar area that we should be paying attention to. That would be really a good timing." So as we go down through this <clears throat> pay attention focus, <clears throat> we can say forgive those who hurt you because you're only hurting yourself and don't follow the clock. I mean, there's a lot of don't kind of language in here too that, you know, sometimes it's easier to turn a don't around into a, a do behavior.
3: Well, we're so conditioned to it. Mm-hmm. right that's how we're conditioned we're socialized to think of the negative you know mm-hmm. so yeah and so i
2: i'm the kind of person that asks myself lots of questions i probably drove my parents nutty with <laughs> so many questions but um as you're going through and looking at how you you have your own behavior or your own responses it's it's really doing some things that um make sense you know it's it's like remembering the good times um Work on, the, on something that makes you feel good. And some people say, relax. Somebody might look at that as being, well, why are you so lazy? You know, it's, it's the terminology and how they have worked the words for themselves that sometimes that's how they perceive something. Mm-hmm. Think of yourself because you're smarter than everyone else. Be a dreamer because no one likes a realist. Think before speaking because it always helps your case and have some humor. Be a good friend because the world needs more and look people in the eye. That's where, you know, that's part of who you are. Be happy because that's the whole point. Right. One theory in psychology research suggests that we all have a happiness set point that largely determines our overall well-being. We oscillate about this set point, becoming happier with something or when something happy or positive happens, or the opposite. Um, But the set point actually can be reset. Although our general mood levels and well-being are partially determined by our upbringing, roughly 40% of our happiness is within our control. And so with that kind of focus, the greatest discovery of any generation is that a human can alter his life by altering his attitude. That was a psychologist, William James you know, quote. So that's that's very powerful. Because it's really up to your choice. I mean, take a look at what um, Helen Keller did with her life and how she approached it. And she's not just out there making uh, one or two liners, she had a whole philosophy.
3: Mm-hmm. Happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, with that, I think we're choosing to go into a commercial break, but we'll be back. Thank you.
4: change your world change your life VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are you living your dream yet if not then why not everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives but how do you find the motivation to get started tune in to your authentic life with host Susan Cranston Susan's advice along with expert guests will help you improve your relationships start or change your career and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant Deetta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together, as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, where we're talking about the
3: secret to living a great life. And really, we were talking over the break that really happiness is a choice. And there are Eight ways that you can take control of your own happiness. And first of all, just try. Just try. A little effort can go a long way in increasing happiness. Two small experimental studies published this year in the Journal of Positive Psychology found that simply trying to be happier could actually elevate mood and well-being. And in one study, two groups of students listened to happy music, and one group was instructed to make a concerted effort to feel happier, while the other group was instructed not to act try to lift their mood. And the group that tried to feel happy experienced the most elevated moods after listening to the music. So just try. And then make your happiness, make happiness your number one goal. Because people who are happy choose to make happiness among their top goals in life. According to psychologist Tom G. Evans, PhD, who wrote, you can choose to be happy He says, choose to take advantage of opportunities to learn how to be happy. For example, reprogram your beliefs and values. Learn good self-management skills, good interpersonal skills, and good career-related skills. Choose to be in environments and around people that increase your probability of happiness. The people who become the happiest and grow the most are those who also make truth and their own personal growth primary values. Huge. Just huge. And then choose mindfulness. Focus on those little positive moments. The secret to happiness could be as simple and as difficult, really, as becoming more mindful. Meditation, which is something that, you know, it's a practice that anyone can do anywhere, so long as they're willing to sit and try to silence the mind, that is thought to be a happiness booster. And I read a study that in terms of weight loss, meditation is the number one thing that you can do to lose weight. I think it's fascinating. And University of Wisconsin, um, my alma mater, by the way, um, the University of Wisconsin psychology professor Richard Davidson found in his research that a meditation practice might help shift brain activity from the right frontal area of the brain, which is associated with depression, anxiety, and worry, to the left, which has been found to correlate with feelings of happiness, excitement, joy, and alertness. Which is great. You know, focus on those, you know, choose mindfulness and smile your way to happiness. The secret to boosting your mood could be as simple as making yourself smile. In 2011, Michigan State University. Um, a study there found that workers who smiled as a result of cultivating positive thoughts exhibited improved mood and less withdrawal. Fake smiling, on the other hand, resulted in worse moods and withdrawal from work. so it's really it's genuine, you know you want to genuinely smile and I'm practice, the practice. yeah, right yeah, your eyes should smile, right. Mm-hmm. And then practice gratitude because cultivating thankfulness and gratitude is a scientifically backed way to increase happiness. And it's firmly within your control to choose to be more grateful. Grateful people tend to appreciate simple pleasures defined as those pleasures in life that are available to most people, according to a report in the Journal of Social Behavior and Personality. So, you know, just be grateful. It's part of
2: behavioral, you know, choices. And You know, habits and behavior are related. Mm -hmm. So if you pursue happiness and find happiness and success, I mean, part of it is a conventional thinking that pursuing success will lead to happiness. But research has shown that it may be just the opposite. Pursuing happiness leads not only to happiness itself, but also to success. According to Sean um, Acker, author of The Happiness Advantage, In his 12 years researching happiness at Harvard, he found that cultivating a positive mindset could boost self-being, well-being, and improve workers' performance on many levels, from productivity to creativity and engagement. And people who cultivate a positive mindset perform better in the face of challenge, he wrote. Um, Also in the Harvard Business Review in 2012, He said, I call this the happiness advantage. Every business outcome shows improvement when the brain is positive. So let yourself be happy. Many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort level of familiarity overflowed into their emotions, as well as their physical lives. Fearing any change had them pretending to themselves and others that they were content. When deep within, they long to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. Life is a choice. It is your life. Choose consciously. Choose wisely. Choose honestly. Choose happiness. Practice compassion. You want to increase your brain's capacity for happiness. Try meditating on compassion. Brain scanning studies on French monk uh, Matthew Rickard found that when he was practicing loving-kindness meditation... His brain produced gamma waves, never reported before <laughs> in the literature. Ricard was the largest, ca- or has the largest capacity for happiness ever recorded, and so some of this is having to do with meditation, not just blissing out <laughs> under the mango tree, but it really completely changes your brain and helps you uh, make changes in a lot of different areas too. So happiness doesn't doesn't just happen you know happiness sounds like it would just be like a byproduct some days are good and there are probably uh, more days that are just mediocre or plain bad but again it's what do you define as good and bad it's really up to your own true nature Uh, have you ever met someone who stayed positive even when they're having a bad day and everything that can go wrong seems to be going wrong if you're having a bad day too just being near someone like that can be uplifting Although for others, that is annoying. But that usually, could, you know, that's stems of jealousy. And so it's really how you perceive all of these different words, again, in your own um, viewpoint. People who are able to smile, even though the worst of time or through the worst of times, have learned a very important lesson. The same lesson, you know, says happiness doesn't just happen. It's a choice. It's a It's a very you know it's not an accident it's not a charitable gift from the universe of course the the universe could come along and turn your frown into a smile it's nice to, you know it's, it's be happy you don't want to have that kind of feeling but happiness is really choosing to see the adventure in every moment it's your perception choosing to understand that there will always be light after dark that there is always good in every situation and every person, no matter how grim things may seem. That's the key to happiness, choosing it. It's not an easy choice all of the time. And very well could be the last thing you want to do sometimes. When grief strikes or when you just can't seem to catch a break, sometimes you just want to sulk and stay upset, perpetuate the sadness. It's a natural response. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it isn't a required behavior, it's a choice. And choosing to be happy will make you a better, stronger, wiser, more, more long, you know, long-suffering person. We always have the choice to be happy. Learning to change our, our attitude is frustrating, but worth it in the end. When we make this choice to be happy, things tend to work in our favor, and luck seems to be on our side. And even if things don't happen the way you want them, if you choose to be happy, you can accept situations for what they are and make the most of life, no matter what the um, hand deals you other things that have been available to practice can really be things like appreciation. And some of these are words that um, we might hear in a lot of different contexts. So when we look at appreciation, um, some of them are like the simple little pleasures as an attitude and the time to experience things. This is again some discussion where slowing down, you know. A, has a different connotation for each person. So then what does meaning simple little pleasure mean? You know, it's really um, walking in the sunshine. It's Mm -hmm. filling your life with something that that you might not do every day. Um, How do you accept it? By doing this, you can clear your emotions. You can possibly laugh and dance and smile and surround yourself with, you know, something that might not seem like it's very very uh, complex it, it is really almost too simple and so part of this is how do we expand our focus on it and come back to the the uh, secrets that we all kind of were trying to listen to because it was a secret you know it comes back to the fact that we all have this within ourselves to do it's just how we approach it
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it makes a big difference. You know, if you're having kind of a bad day, you know, you get you wake up and you're having a bad hair day and you get, you know, a a paper cut and you, you hit every red light on your way to work or whatever. It's like by the time you get to work, you know, you're pretty grumpy. But if you turn around and go, oh, well, you know, this is giving me more time to just enjoy being outside or, you know, if you flip it, reframe it, that actually can give you, that can be the key to your happiness because nothing can actually put you off your center. Mhm. So, yeah. So when you can clear your emotions and not get hooked by any of that stuff, um Pema Chodron, who is a Buddhist monk, she talks about that. Um, it's called um Shenpa Shen And Shen is a thing that you can tell when people have Shen because they get hooked, and their eyes kind of glaze over, and they sort of leave their body, you know, it's a pain point. And so you can um, choose to look at that as, oh, gosh, you know, I hit that again, or to say, oh, yeah, I hit that again, now I get to clear it. So, you know, it's really about self-development and it's about coming from within and the goodness and the happiness is going to expand as you share your true self. It's Mm -hmm. really important. So um, when you're really, um, you know, Mighty Gems is about sparkling as gems and focusing on our personal values, even if they begin as just having a perceived value. And as you go about the efforts of prospecting for Mighty Gems in yourself and others and in life, it is really looking for special jewels that exist in each of us and in the world around us. And so as we connect to ourselves and to nature and to others with one in one insight one choice and one action at a time it can become really fascinating we broaden what we're uh, uh, the area that we're prospecting in in life for the happiness and um, it can go up and above and beyond where we have ever believed that we can go and grow so when we allow ourselves to take those risks quote unquote and do it different and um, relate to life from the big hole instead of the little hole with the H, you know, that's um, the little hole with the H that's, you know, oh, my hip hurts or, oh, you know, the weather is terrible. But, you know, wouldn't it be great if you had conversations with people through the big W hole where it's like, oh, my gosh, isn't how much better can life get? Mm -hmm. That is really that's the mighty gem. Well, you feel yourself
2: uplifted. I mean, it's like almost like a conversation with it, with your feeling like you're both holding on to a balloon and you're floating. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Or it's it's like you can have that perception where, you know, you don't feel that kerchunk.
3: Right, right. You can transcend what's happening by. Um, focusing on what you actually want to experience. One of the things that I do in working with my clients is when they say, oh, I just need to have more money. I need to feel more abundant. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. You know, when you have that, how will you feel? Oh, I'll be relaxed. I'll be able to sleep in. I can, you know, have lunch with people. And I'm like, you can have all of that right now. It's just shift it Because if you, if you have it right now, then you attract that state of abundance and happiness to you. So... Mm-hmm. It's all about how you're relating to your world and the decisions that you're making. So, so
2: the, in essence, the secret to being uh, having a great life is really all within ourselves. Absolutely. So, it's really not a secret. We just keep <laughs> it's, it's like the beginning com- conversation where we had um, the idea that um, Peter DeVry said the universe is like a safe to which things there is a combination. You know, which there is a combination, but it's locked up in the safe. And so, the secret's really locked up in ourselves and how we go about finding that, um, that magical key to unlocking it really is up to ourselves to own that.
3: Absolutely. Be a mighty gem and look for mighty gems in your life. And, and join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be exploring more mighty gems. <laughs> Have a great weekend.
1: For joining D Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.